blessings and the, the things that God has done. And, you know, it's good for us to, to testify and to, to share what God has done. And uh, I just want to give God thanks this morning um, for keeping his hand upon my dad. Uh, my, as many of you know, my father is almost 90. He'll be 90 in February. Yeah. The goodness of God. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still driving. Yes. Well, <laughs> God, we, we just trust you, Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a call uh, Thanksgiving evening. I was on my way home. I got a call from my uh, sister, and uh, she told uh, from Lori, and uh, she said that. Uh, they were taken down to the hospital. So he, uh, you know, he wasn't feeling good. So uh, didn't really go into a lot of details, you know. And so uh, they got in there and uh, immediately they, you know, the ER took him back. They were, you know, checking him out. They, they ended up admitting him, uh, did some tests. They were trying to figure out what was going on. His, um, his blood pressure had dropped extremely low, and uh, so they were working on that. He's still in the hospital this morning, but God spared him that night. His, the, uh, I guess it's the bottom number on his blood pressure had dropped down to 44. Um, it was very low, and uh, the, you know, the attending physicians there, uh, they told him, said, you know, listen, it's a good thing you you brought him in when you did because he was headed for a very bad situation. And I just want to thank God because, you know, he knows the right time. And, you know, he just, you know, he, he moves on us. He directs us a lot of times in situations like that. I mean, he wasn't really exhibiting uh, your, your, your typical symptoms that, oh, I've got to go to the ER. But... God knows and he directs us and God keeps his hand upon him. So I just want to say thank you, God, for your hand upon him. And uh, just ask you to keep him in prayer. Uh, hopefully they'll figure out what's going on. So far they have not determined what is going on. You know, as much as our, as, as many advancements as our uh, medical sciences have made, it's still a practice, <laughs> and, and you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not discounting anything that you know that our medical providers do. I, I, I'm very appreciative of them, but they don't know like God. Right. That's right. God, God knows exactly what's going on. We have to try to figure it out. So, anyway, I just want to give God thanks. Amen. Um, anyone else? We're, we're still early. Anybody else have a testimony, something that God's done that you just want to share quickly? Well, Pastor, I don't know if you know yet. Or I, I know you know, but everybody, I, I start my new job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retired, so I get to start my new job on Wednesday. Amen. I'm going to be the new assistant manager at the mobile home park that I live in. And not only that, I'm working three days a week, four hours a day. I get to drive around the, 
in a golf cart. <laughs> it's it's going to be rough. I mean, I got transportation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, went from one transportation to the other. So. But, um, He's working not, harder than he did before. God has blessed me and my family. Um, not only am I working 12 hours a day, but I'm getting paid for 20 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be on call. Still caught on call, so some days I'll get a call. Bless you. <laughs> um, but some days I may get a call and say, "Hey, you know, we got some, I got a problem here." So, but it's not going to be every day, and it's not going to be every week. But you know, not only am I getting paid, but I don't have to pay for my rent. So a lot rent, and. Today, Hallelujah. Pastor, I don't know if you check the ties off before they get sent over to Sister Jones, but I paid my ties today for my lot rent because my lot rent is three hundred ten dollars a month. So thirty one dollars went for my ties. Amen. And, and the thing is, is it's an increase. That's right. And it just kind of, I, I kind of got in the flesh just a while back when I'm thinking about it, like. Man, I'm gonna have to pay thirty-one dollars more on my ties when I get my pension check. <laughs> and then it kind of like God slapped me in the face, like, "Hello, you're getting three hundred ten dollars." <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but but anyway, it, it, it's it's like one of those things, like like I said about the about the bottle of water. You know, when we give God our Everything that we have to him. That's right. You know, we give him our time, our treasures, you know, our talents, <laughs> and, and God blesses us. That's right. Sometimes he doesn't bless us financially, mm -hmm. but sometimes he gives us blessings physically. Amen. Now, that, that, that lot rent for, for staying in my place for nothing is, is great. Well, it's supposed to start in January, but December... I don't have to pay my ties. I'll pay my ties. Hey, wait a minute. We got to talk about it. But no. You know, this month or December, I don't have to pay lot rent because I powered wash our, our clubhouse. Now, our manager, I'm going to go longer than I should, but our manager told me to power wash the driveway. Of the of the of the of the place and, and the sidewalk in in the skirting. Well, I get there and I I did the, the sidewalk and I started spraying the side of the the building like, you know, that don't look too good either. So I did the whole thing, and uh, but yet God blessed me with just a little bit of time that I had to put yes. in to do that. That's right. God, God puts His blessings on us. Thank God. Amen. Amen. You know, Brother Brother, as you were saying that, the, the thought came to me, you know, Bible says, you know, whatsoever you do, do it with all your might. Yes. We're, we're instructed as, as, as stewards to, you know, to always do our best. You know, and sometimes that means going above and beyond. They ask you to do this, you go a little further, do a little something extra. And, and you can never outgive God. God always blesses. He always increases. He always rewards us, if you will, for, you know, for our attitude, for our activities, and for the things that we do. Because that, that 
shows to other people. Other people see those things and they go, wow, most people, you know, they do exactly what you pay them to do. But when you go the extra step, the extra mile, do those little extra things, people people take notice of that. It gives honor to God. Amen. 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 So, um, Sister Susan? Yes. Uh, to continue with uh, Sister Debbie's love said, and, um, a lot of you came in after the dream that I had last night. Uh, I never fear when I have those dreams because God, your mom told me uh, many years ago, God does not put fear in your dreams. He reveals things to you, but he doesn't disturb your sleep like that. Sure. Look at the Bible. But what I want to say is, even though perilous times are coming, not us, because God said he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. And when I got up, I mean, I had church this morning. Mm. And God gave me Psalm 46. Pastor, you can read it if you want to. That is what he said we need to do. Because Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength. Oh, yes. A very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, yes. will not be fear, though the earth be removed, and though the uh, mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. So you can read the rest for yourself. What he's saying is, no matter what's going on, That's right. he got us. Yeah. So don't fear. Just have faith. The only thing that's going to save us is His Word. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, Sister God, it's amazing that you that that you shared that this morning because last week in prayer, and I shared this with Sister Jennifer. I I was I was praying, and and God just kind of began to talk to me as He as He does, and, and and He showed me. He said, I want you to, in, in your mind, he said, I want you to look up. And, and, and he said, you know, you, you see the sky. He said, and, and as, I, as he said that, I saw, you know, a, an image of the sky, and it was just like unbelievably dark and foreboding. And, and, and I, you know, I mean, clouds, and it looked like there was this terrible storm that was about to come. And he said, "That's the world that we live in. It's dark. It's there's there's trouble on the you know on, on the horizon, if you will. The storm is rolling in." He said, "But look closer." And as I looked, there were spots in the cloud where the sh- sun was just shining through, and it was like there was this area. He said, "Yeah, I mean, you had to look for them, but there were areas where the rays of light were just piercing right through the darkness." And he said, that's where my people are. Yeah. And, and, you know, God does not want us to be afraid or to fear or to worry about what happens around us because we are in his hands. We're in God's hands and he is with us and, and, and we're going to be all right no matter what happens in this world. Listen, God's got a way of keeping and protecting us and blessing us. It doesn't matter what happens. Amen. My one thing, and he said that's the prince of this world, but I am the king of kings and the great I am. That's exactly so a prince right. is not as high as a king. That's it. And, and, and you know, when, 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 when the word of God revert, or refer, <laughs> 
refers, thank you, <laughs> refers to Satan. He talks about him being the prince of this world. That's right. He's limited. But God is the king of kings, and his kingdom encompasses all. And, and so, yes, Satan may have a little bit of authority and a little bit of power in some certain instances and some, some certain little situations, but God is over it all. That's a wonderful Amen. Thanks for in our in, in when we think the days are dark, 
we look up and we say thank you Jesus because he will keep us yes. and I'll just slowly just tell you Saturday I was in my bed and I was saying Lord why are you telling me to watch look at the, the woman with the oil when um, Elijah went down right, and the Lord said go down there and you're going to find a woman who's going to give you some bread right? and I was like Lord why am I wanting to, to read this and he went down there because the Lord had prepared her heart to give him the bread when she came out she said, he said you know give me water so she gave him water but then he said, she said, give me, he said, give me bread. And she was like, I don't have it enough to give because she was going to give it to her child and they were going to die. Yes, mm -hmm. right. And I was like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? But the Lord says in the last days, we have to love our neighbors as ourselves. Absolutely. We have to be kind. We have to show giving, right? And so even if we think we don't have, the Lord is looking out. And the sister said, in these last days, we don't have to fear. Because you know what? Elijah came and he they ate that meal. Not only that, the Lord provided and provided oh, for many Lord. days after. Absolutely. But That's not right. that. Then I read the scripture and I was like, Lord, then her son died. And I was like, why would you have her son to die, Lord? After the fact that you provided for her, you showed her that you are God because she was going to die. But you see, our faith has to be deepened. And I believe that he revealed himself because he said, now I know that you are the God of the God that comes out of your mouth. So he revealed to that poor one woman. And in the scripture, it says, there was many people and widows in that time that he could have saved, but she had faith. Mm -hmm. And the Lord had to expound it completely That's to right. her. Mm -hmm. right? right? So that she, in the last days in Israel, she would keep her faith. Because the, the, the boy was risen. That's so right. saints of God, I'm telling you, there's a time coming when we're all going to be shaken with our family, with our friends. And I'm just saying, Lord, help me to hold on. Help Amen. me to stand fast. Yeah. Help me to spread your life wherever yeah. I am. That's right. You know, just give me the faith, saints of God, because I have a family who's not yet saved. But I'm praying and hoping that I stand fast because we may have to leave them. We never right. have to walk away. But you know what? I'm trusting in the God that I serve. That's and I'm in the morning. Yeah. I'm praying for Jesus. I'm praying for you all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Church, I, I, I wish I could tell you how many times that same type of message, that same type of, of, of training and, and what God is doing in individuals' life, I have heard. In the, in the past six months, I have heard that over and over and over again. God teaching and, and training people to trust him and, and to rely on him and to have faith in him. Amen. And just to know that it's going to be all right. You can trust me. Oh, I thank God. I thank him so much every day. But listen, God, my life is in your hands, Amen. and that's the best place it could ever be. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, stand with me today. We're going to get into the Word of God as we... Uh, uh, if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 17... And I'm going to read beginning in verse 11. And as we, uh, as we turn there, I want to remind everyone of our, uh, our 
uh, event that's going to be taking place this coming Saturday at 1 o'clock. And I want to let you know that there has been a change of venue. Okay? Um, we are moving the location that we are having the, uh, the picnic, the party, the, the barbecue, the whatever you want to call it. We're, we're changing the location, and we are going to be um, at Pear Park. How many of you know where Pear Park is? Anybody here know where Pear Park is? Okay, Sister Jennifer does. She showed me where it was. If you, yeah, exactly. We'll be there. If you go straight up Highway 27, just, um, I don't know, probably about four miles from here, on the left-hand side, there's a sign that says Pear Park. And um, we, we've got the address here for you, so you can put that in. It's, I believe it's on the uh, bulletin board back here also. Um, but we've got a pavilion that's reserved there. They've got all kind of amenities there. There's, you know, nature preserve. You can, you know, trails you can hike on. We're going to have some, uh, try to have some games. I would encourage you, if you have some, uh, some you know, games that you want to bring or something you want to, uh, you know, have a little fun with, uh, you know, we can set those up and enjoy that also. So um, let's, uh, let's all, I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're asking everyone to, to kind of sign up, uh, bring a dessert or a side dish or something. Church is going to be providing uh, the meat. Sister Benloss is also going to be providing some for us, and we want to say thank you to her for that. And Brother Benloss, you're part of it, too. <laughs> uh, and uh, we just look forward to it. Come out. Uh, it's going to start at about 1 o'clock. And uh, just come out and have a good time of fellowship with us. Amen? All right. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when, they, when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Today I want to talk, uh, talk to you and, and preach a, a message that the Lord put on my heart. Um, and I've titled this Beyond Thankful. Let's just uh, let's put our Bibles down. Let's just raise our hands. Let's just ask God's blessing upon this today. Lord, God, we love you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory this morning. God, you are a great and a mighty God, Lord, and we are so thankful to you today, God. Lord, I pray right now that you would bless this word, bless us today, God, that we would hear and receive and have understanding of what you would speak to us today, God. Lord, anoint my lips today to, to preach according to your will. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Why don't you greet someone around you as you're seated today? just read in the Word of God. It's, it's a beautiful account. Uh, it's, you know, one of, the, one of the great miracles that Jesus did. And, and, and I love this account because it was, it was one of those ones that, that Jesus looked on these men and you can, you can just feel the compassion that he had for these men. And, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't do any special, you know, it wasn't like the man that he bent down and made mud and put it on his eye. It wasn't someone that pushed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. It wasn't some, you know, some feat like that. But Jesus was moved with compassion upon these men. And he just said, listen, it's, it's enough. Just, just go show yourself to the priest so that they can, they can deem you as being clean. Because that's what it took to be returned into, into normal society if you were a leper. The priest had to deem you to be clean. And, and so these ten leprous men, Jesus saw them and he said, oh, when they cried out to him, he, he said, I, I've got to touch these men. I've got to heal them. Here, just go show them, show yourself to the priest. And you're going to be cleansed on the way there. He didn't tell them that. But he said, go show yourself to the priest. And they had faith that if they went and did that, they were going to be healed. And as they were on their way, the miracle took place. Mm. There's a message just in that. And that, you know, sometimes we just need to act on the word of God and have faith in him and say, listen, I may not see it yet, but the miracle is going to take place. But as they did that, Nine of those ten men, they were, they were excited about the miracle. They, they were so uh, overjoyed about the miracle, but they followed through and went on so that they could be uh, determined to be clean and they could be re restored to their family. But there was one Samaritan man, one man that said, listen, I, I, I'm not, that can wait. That can wait. I've, I've got to go back and, and, and tell this person thank you. Amen. You know, we've all heard probably uh, a sermon at some point about returning to say thank you to God for something that he's done. And they kind of based it around this and, and, and the significance of us thanking God. And I agree with that. You know, I was just raised that, you know, there's certain things that you do. Yes. You know, if you're speaking to, you know, to an elder, it's sir and ma'am. You know, if you're, it, it, you know, if someone holds a door open for you, you say thank you. Yes. You know, uh, things like that. It's important that, that we say thank you. 
If somebody does something, I, no matter how big or how small, it's always important that we say thank you. I was just raised that way, and I can, I can tell just by interacting with you that many of you, most of you, were raised the same way. It's just the polite thing to do. It's a sign of good manners to yes. say thank you, to, yeah. to say please, to say these things. Yes. But I don't believe that the word of God today is just talking about having good manners. That's right. I think that the word of God may be a little bit deeper than that. Yes. Here we find not only did just one of the lepers return to say thank you, but the reason, I believe, that he returned to say thank you. The Bible says not only did he, he, he return, but he fell on his knees. That's right. and, and he buried his, his face at the feet of Jesus yes. and began to glorify him. Yes. It, it was more than just a, hey, by the way, I wanted to say thank you. Man, that really meant something to me. No, it was a little bit more powerful than that. It wasn't, you know, I mean, listen, when my boss gives me a raise at work, I tell him thank you. But you know what? Uh, you know, a dollar raise, a $2 an hour raise, whatever, that's not life altering. That's right. What this man had just experienced was life altering. Oh, and, and he recognized that. Mm. It changed his perspective on life. Amen. You know, today we find a lot of people that they've started labeling themselves as blessed. Yes. How many of you have, have either, either have the t-shirt or have the hat or you've seen it? You know, blessed. Listen, we truly are blessed. It's more than just a hat or a t-shirt. Right. It's more than a license uh, sticker on a car. We were at a restaurant the, the other day, and there was a, a motorcycle sitting there, and they had one of those custom tags on the motorcycle. It said, bless. Listen, it's more than God blessing me with a motorcycle. It's more than, you know, some monetary gift or some possession. It's more than that. Listen, every aspect of my life is, is changed and touched and blessed because of Jesus. See, what those people are really trying to express is a grateful attitude. See, because to be grateful differs from being thankful. If you look at the, the word thankful... That's one of those things that you do based on someone's action. You say, thank you. If I open the door for you, you say, thank you. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not grateful that you opened the door for me. It hasn't changed my life that you opened the door for me. If, if someone compliments you on your outfit or your hairstyle or, or something, you say, thank you. But I mean that hasn't that, that hasn't made a life altering occurrence in your in your life. So what is the difference between being thankful and being grateful? 
Well, I was, I was doing some research, and, and there was a, I, I liked this. We send someone a thank you card if they've given us a gift, right? Someone sends you a birthday gift, you send them a thank you card. You send them a, a text or an email, or, or, or you call them on the phone and you tell them thank you. I appreciate that. That was nice. That was very kind of. But if we send, let, uh, send someone a letter or, or we correspond with someone trying to express our gratefulness to them, it's because they did something that had an impact on our life. Yeah, that's right. You know, listen, somebody giving me a new t-shirt really has not impacted my life. <laughs> I turned my ring off. Why is it doing But it hasn't. It's, you know, I mean, yeah, for a moment, you know, hey, this is great. I like this. It may be something really cool. But it hasn't made that life impact. But when, when, when we're grateful to someone, it's because something that they've done, something that they've said, some way that they have influenced us has, has really meant something and changed something in us. See, the word that's used as thanks in Luke 17, 16 is the word eucharisto. And it means to be grateful. We always, you know, it reads as thanks. He went back to give thanks to God. But really, it was more than just saying thank you. He, he went to express his gratefulness, his gratitude. See, and, and that word means to be grateful, to express gratitude, or even more, it means to be well-favored. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The root word for gratitude goes all the way back to grace. Yes. The grace of God that we experience in our life is life-changing. Yes. What God has done for you and I is not just a, a mere one-time event that just we say thank you for, God, but it's altered our very existence. Yes. <laughs> you know, I thought it was interesting because we say grace over our meals. And, and that's kind of gotten a little convoluted in the you know, in the way that we say it. You think about it. When, when you say grace over your meals, most of the time, you know, Lord, we thank you for this food. We ask you to bless it that it would nourish our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, okay, that's, that's all right. But really, the attitude behind saying grace over our meals is, God, I want to thank you for this meal not just this one in particular. That's right. But I want you to, to know that I recognize that I have food to eat Amen. because of you. Amen. There's food on this table, not because, you know, I, I've done something great and I've gone out and got a job or, or, or you know, I've gone out and killed something and drug it home and, and fixed it, which kind of. Today means you've gone to the store and picked it up. 
It's understanding the fact that, listen, God is the ultimate source of our provision. And so, God, I want to give you glory. I, I want to glorify you and let people know that, listen, it's not just about this meal. Your grace is what, is, is what has affected me. Amen. Mm. You see, what, what Jesus was saying here is that this one leper recognized that from this point forward, his life was going to be different. It was a total change for that man. Up until this point, this man couldn't go back and live with his family. If he walked anywhere where other people were, he had to, he, he had to wear a certain garment. He had to walk around crying out, unclean, hey, I'm clean over here, stay away. Unclean, I'm not clean, don't come over here. That was his existence. He knew that he was condemned to death. There was no cure. He knew that if he lived long enough, his body was going to be or, or disfigured and, and deformed. He was going to have a, a very painful life. Right. And it was going to be cut short. Right. The only real interaction that he would have with others was going to be with other lepers. Right. He, he, he wasn't accepted into society. He was an outcast at that point. But because of his interaction, because he happened upon Jesus, or more uh, accurately, Jesus happened upon him that day. That's right. That's right. Yes. Jesus came his way. And because of that, his life was altered. Yes. Now, because of this encounter with Jesus, he could go to the priest and be deemed as clean. And he could now return back home to his family. He, he didn't have to live in the leopard colony. But there were things that were restored to him. Amen. The Bible talks about because of his thankfulness, he was made whole. That's right. That means that the damage that had been done was repaired. Amen. Now, you know, the Bible doesn't go into all of the details there, but, you know, a lot of times the, the, the lepers would end up losing body parts. Yes. I, I, like to, I like to picture in my mind this man, maybe he, had, maybe he had lost some fingers. Maybe, you know, part of his nose was gone. Yeah. He, he was disfigured. And when he came back and gave Jesus thanks, all of a sudden, those fingers grew back out. Oh, that nose was restored. The, the, the disfigurement in his body was, was repaired. Oh, oh come on. You're, you, you're not getting a hold of this this morning. Oh. He was no longer unclean. This wasn't just a, a, a little uh, healing of a physical health condition. This was a life-altering event that Amen. took place. Amen. Amen. Woo. Amen. 
He was on a, a, a path as an outcast, and, and he was doomed to death. But because of his encounter with Jesus, that path was changed, and Jesus gave him a new life. See, as Christians today, we need to have that same kind of attitude as this leprous man. If it were not for Jesus, the path that I was on and the path that you were on was a path that led to death. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Come on, we, we were doomed to hell. We, we didn't have any hope without Jesus. There was no way that we could pay the price for redemption. There was no way that we could get out of our situation. Sin has been compared to a, a cancer or as to leprosy and the damage that it does. Oh, but when we came into contact with Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, old things became new again. Oh, when we were filled with the Holy Ghost, we talk about that being a new birth experience. Oh, that's not just some pretty little phrase that we talk about, but Jesus transforms us and makes us into something new. Oh, what sin had done in our life, it had been, it's been restored. It's been renewed. We don't walk down that same path. We have a different life trajectory. Woo! See, this is not just a simple thank you for blessing me. Oh, God, thank you for providing for me in this one situation. No, see, when we've encountered Jesus, when we've experienced that new birth, that new life, when we've, when, when we've gotten a hold of what God has done, our life is going in a different direction. There are opportunities. There are things that take place for us that we had no access to before. See, and we need a realization that all of my life is blessed because of Jesus Christ. See, that's why the scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I know a lot of people, they read that scripture and they go, oh, well, you know, I can't give thanks for everything. Well, that's not what the scripture says. It doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. How can we give thanks in everything? Oh, I just lost my job. Give thanks to God because God is going to provide for you. God always takes care of you. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I just found out that, you know, that I'm sick. I've got this disease. Hey, listen, you realize that he's promised to be your healer, right? Amen. And so, and so no matter what you're going through, you can give thanks because he is that source of all that we need. 
give thanks because God is always enough. I believe it was Paul that talked about all of the, the trials and the situations that he faced. Paul was the one that he had that thorn in the flesh and he prayed, God, take this away from me. And God didn't do it. But God told him, listen, my grace is enough. Now, sometimes we like to think about that and go, oh, well, man, I don't, I don't know that I would have really accepted that. Really? You, you, you're not willing to accept the grace of God? Listen, I, I can, you know, many people believe that that was poor eyesight that Paul had. The Bible doesn't tell us what it is. But listen, for, the, for all of the goodness and all of the blessings of God that he gives me, Hey, listen, you don't ever heal my eyes? I'm okay with that. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> listen, you bless me too many other ways. That's right. If I gotta walk around with, you know, with some pain in my body, that's all right. It's a temporary thing. That's right. You still bless me and you're still worthy of praise. Oh, see, that's why that's why the scripture talks about this life being just this little fleeting passage of time. This is not the end of our story. We're, we're just passing through here. There, there's an eternity that we're gaining through, through Jesus Christ. There's blessings that, you know, listen, if, if God decides to take me out tomorrow, okay, I'm ready. All he's doing is just shortening my suffering here on earth. Listen, don't anybody get offended. I'm not saying you're, you know, you're hurt. All right. I, I love every one of them. But you know what? We have, we have pains here in, in this life. We have physical pains. We have emotional hurt. We have these things. And I get that. But his grace is enough to cover those things. Mm. Listen, we know that every day is not going to be perfect. It's just not going to happen. We live in this world, there's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. There's going to be hard times. You're going to get bad news sometimes. But listen, we don't have to be downhearted. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to fear. We don't have to you know, feel the weight of that and the burden of that because we can know that no matter what comes my way, Jesus and his grace, his gifts that he gives to me are going to be enough. It's going to keep me through that. I love what Paul wrote in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He was talking about this treasure in earthen vessels. He was talking about tribulations and things that happen and all of those things. Read chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians and, and, and see what he says about it. But verse 15, he says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. Now, what does that scripture mean? Man, you read that scripture and it's like, there's words... I, how many of you have ever used redound in a sentence? Doesn't happen. Sorry. 
So what, what he's writing here about is the treasure of God being in earthen vessels and the troubles that the apostles and the teachers and, and the saints of God during those days faced. He talked about, you know, being, being uh, uh, tortured, being put in prison, the, the problems that they had, people coming against them. And he said, but we do that, we endure those things. Why? For, for your benefit, for your sakes. Because we want other people to recognize how good Jesus is to us. Amen. Did you hear me? They're talking about being beaten and thrown in, thrown in prison and trials and tribulation and people coming against them. And he said, I want you to realize how good God is to us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you got to think about that. Just because you have some little problems that, that come up in your life, and, and I'm not making light of those. I know that we can have some, some big things happen to us. But just because of that, don't ever let that shake your faith. Don't ever let that cause you to doubt and say, oh, God, he's just not here right now. Listen, God's there, and his grace is enough. God's not going to let you just suffer that alone. He's going to walk right through that with you. And he's going to need you or give you whatever you need to make it through that and come out victorious on the other side. <laughs> See, like I said, Paul was telling these people that they endured those things for the benefit of others that the abundant grace or the gift and favor of God, which so many of the people around them were giving thanks for, would become super abundant. That's what abounded means. It means super abundant. That God's grace would be super abundant. His gifts, his favor, Amen. the way that he takes care of you. Yeah. It's not just, you know, it's not just there uh, at the very last minute, only when you really desperately need it. Yeah. No, it's there every day. It's there in every situation. Good times, bad times, the favor of God is upon his children. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Listen, we don't recognize it so many times because we're just used to having, you know, a pretty good life. Yes. We're used to being blessed. Like I said, I, you know, I mean, we've kind of relegated that to a t-shirt. I'm blessed. Do you really know how blessed you are? Do you really recognize the favor of God that is upon you? Oh, it's, it's a life-altering event when we come into contact with the King of Kings yes. and the Lord of Lords. And he, he adopts us into his royal family and says, Listen, you're no longer just a stranger, but I've brought you into my house. You're my child now. And all that I have is available to you. Amen. All of the abundance. Is it, your, is it your fingertips? Whatsoever thing you need, ask. Yes, amen. Ask of me. Yes. Call on me. I'll give it to you. I'll help you. I'll bring you through whatever you face. Amen. Woo. Amen. 
You know, everywhere in these scriptures that I've been talking about where it talks about giving thanks, it wasn't just a simple thank you, but it always refers to that grateful attitude. Because they were talking about God and God's grace. It's amazing. If you do a, a, a word search uh, in the New Testament, how many times the grace of God is talked about. That was, that was most of the, the, um, the, the opening and the closing of the letters that Paul wrote to the, epistle, or to the, to the churches, his epistles. Most of them started, may the grace of God be to you. Pray that God's grace is upon you. Let the grace of God overtake you. He, he would open and he would close the letters to the church. Why did Paul do that? Because he knew that God's grace was there. We just need to recognize it. We, we need to get a hold of the fact that we really are living a blessed life. And, and we shouldn't just wait for that one little particular thing to happen to say, thank you, God. But listen, in every situation, I can stand before the King of Kings and I can say, God, I thank you. If, if there's no food on my table, I can say thank you because I know that you can direct me to that widow woman and she'll give me water and she'll give me bread. Or, or you can direct me to a certain brook and you'll have a raven bring food to me. I can walk through a wilderness and you'll cause there to, to come water out of a rock. You'll send doves in, in, in such a large amount that I, I, can't, I can't contain it all. And listen, if nobody else will respond to you, God, you'll send manna from heaven. Huh. Huh. Come on, listen, there's nothing that can stop God's favor to his church, to his people. Oh, listen, I'm not trying to preach to you today that you're never going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad day. But you're not going to have a bad day like this world has a bad day because God's walking with you. I, I, was, I was talking this week and I was saying I, I can't understand how in the world people can walk through this life without God. How, how can they experience the, the, the pain and the suffering and, and the, all of the things that happen in this life without having Jesus, yeah. without having that comforter, without having that Prince of Peace, yeah. without being able to have someone to call on and say, God, I need some wisdom here. Yeah. I, I'm at the end of my rope and I don't know where to go. Yeah. God, I can't figure this out. I need some help. Oh, but when we are in that time of need as children of God, we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen. Woo! I can cry out to Him and He shows up. He can turn that situation completely around. He can fix it. He can make a way where there's no way. He can do all of these things and so much more. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, 
You know, those people that, that have never experienced that new birth, that Acts 2.38 salvation, having that, that new birth experience, they are without hope yes. because their hope is here. This is all that they can hope for. They can hope that I'm going to be able to, to get enough education and that everything's going to fall in place right, that I can get the right job, and that my situations uh, align right, that, that my health remains so that I can make enough money, so that I can uh, enjoy a few possessions here, that I can live this life and, and, and until you know I can be like some of the people of this church that are enjoying their retirement. <laughs> causing the pastor to be a little jealous. God forgive me. I still love him. I'm just kidding. I'm happy for every one of them to get to retirement. But you know, people are working for that and they're just hoping that, listen, I can just live this life long enough just to enjoy this. And, and that's all I can hope for. If, if one of those, you know, if, if the job situation turns around, then my hope's gone. If my health turns around, then my hope's gone. That's why the writer says, if, if, if I had hope in this life alone, I'd be of all men most miserable. Listen, this life cannot have anything that, that I hope for that can satisfy that longing in my soul. My eyes are fixed on a heavenly home. My eyes are fixed on, on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Mm. Hallelujah. See, we have that hope. We have that Savior. We have that counselor and that healer. We have that provider. We have everything that we could ever need. Listen, the economy could collapse tomorrow. And you know what? God's economy is still intact. In, in Amen. The, the wealth of this world could be burned up. Not just America. The wealth of all this world could be burned up. God's not affected. He's got, he's got wealth beyond this world. I, I've talked before about all the, uh, the, there was a, a collision in outer space and the scientists were talking about the, uh, uh, the, the amount of gold and platinum that, that was uh, created and, and released through the collision. I believe it was two stars that collided somewhere in deep space. And they, they, they were able to capture just a glimpse of this. And, and they were able, through those images that they captured, to talk about the amount of gold and platinum that were released from that. Listen, it, and it was, it, it was some, some amount, I, I wish I could remember all the details, <coughs> but it was an amount, we don't have anything like that amount here on earth. So if the, the greatest treasures, the gold that we have here, all burn up and melted away and it was worthless, hadn't affected God. Right. Said, well, I got some more of that right here. Yeah. Yeah. My kids need some? That's right. It's not reliant on, on this world's resources. Yeah. 
Listen, when, when we understand that God spoke it all into existence, Amen. listen, even if, even if all of his creation, the wealth or the, the, the wealthy things of this world ran out, he just had to say the word and there'd be more. That's right. Amen. He made it all from nothing. He doesn't need anything to make more. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't know what's coming your way. I don't know what you're facing. But I, today I do know that God is with you. And God's favor is upon you. The blessings of God. Listen, it, it, when we get a hold of this, it will transform us. And it's not just a matter of occasionally saying, oh, thank you for doing this, God. Oh, but it'll be a lifestyle of saying, God, I thank you regardless of the blessing, regardless of the, the benefits. I just thank you, God. Lord, I'm grateful because anything that I could ever need, I find it in you.
know the Lord, that's not experienced that situation with God and His, his life-altering new birth experience, if they face the same situations that you face, they will be devastated. Oh, but you're here today. You're standing. You're praising God. You're worshiping Him. You're able to carry on. You're able to go through all that life has thrown your way. It's not because of your own strength. It's not because you're, you're such a good person. It's because of the favor of God. Because of God's grace that He has extended to you. And His grace is renewed day by day by day by day in our life. When I wake up tomorrow, oh, there's more grace coming my way. As I walk through this day today, there's grace for whatever may come my way. I don't know what today holds. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know that God's grace is enough.
children of Israel. He's the same God that shows up today in His children. When He walked through the fire with those Hebrew children, when He stood in the lion's den with Daniel, when, when He faced the, the persecutors with the apostles, He's the same God today that's right there with you. Somebody tries to bring some persecution on you, tries to falsely accuse you, tries to come against you and cause you harm. God fights your battle. Yes, He does. You don't have to raise your hand in anger. You don't have to lift a sword and, and try to fight it. You can say, God, I'm your child, and God's going to step in and He's going to fight that battle for you. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, just let God begin to move. 